voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, good evening, everybody. Jeff Bennett welcoming you to All Things Radio Live. No, Bill Sparks is not gone for good. He's just taking a break today. Got some personal business to do with the alumni at the ISB. But we're here. All the usual people are here. We're all here because it's Thursday night. We're also where we're going to be. Well, I guess some people could be watching baseball and some people might be watching other sports. But we're here doing All Things Radio Live and we got a busy show. Mike, why don't you say good, why don't you say good evening to everybody and tell us what's going on in your neck of the woods. Well, hello, everyone. Michael Love here. And, uh, of course, a big announcement in Evansville Radio. I guess we talked about it a few months ago that the university is finally has found a bidder purchaser of their 91.5 frequency. And it's going to be Way FM, which is interesting because I used to work in radio with the guy who started Way FM, W-A-Y-J in Fort Myers, Florida, some 30 years ago. So we're dealing with that. And um, also, uh, we'll talk about another radio app for your iPhone called Live 365 and at least one really great radio station that you can hear on that platform. So now, I wonder what that station. Well, 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 we'll let you know after the radio news. Sean is here. Chris is here. Gary's here. Uh, Perry's here. We couldn't forget about that Iowa guy named Perry. Perry <laughs> Reagan, is it? No, no, it's not Perry Reagan. Perry Lester. I'm sorry. Just kidding around with you, Perry. Yeah. And and we've got everyone here. I want to thank uh, buddy Dave R., Mr. Dave Riegert, for uh, doing the engineering for us, Dave. Uh, you certainly are doing a good job, and I owe you, I owe you and Chris uh, quite a bit. I'm not sure how I'm going to pay you guys, because I'd rather come over to your house and have Chris's good cooking, but we'll talk about that on the coffee club. How about if we start things off with the radio news and we'll get into some of what Mike wants to talk about and we'll talk about some extra news that we weren't able to cover in the radio news. So go ahead with that radio news. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. We now know the date that Cumulus will change the state of radio in many radio markets. We'll let you know what's happening on the street. We'll provide you with some cord-cutting news, and we'll continue our look at the Nielsen April Personal People Meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Cumulus once again made news. We now know the date that Cumulus is exiting many radio markets. We already knew that radio station WPLJ was exiting the New York market on May 31st to replace by the K-Love Contemporary Christian Format. However, now we also know... That that same date, May 31st, is also the day when the other Cumulus radio stations will be exiting the market. Those stations include WRQX-FM in Washington, D.C., WYAY-FM in Atlanta, Georgia, WZAD-FM serving Savannah, Georgia, WXTL-FM in Syracuse, New York, as well as KFSG-FM in San Jose, California. All of these radio stations will be owned and operated by the Educational Media Foundation, owner of the K-Love and Air One Contemporary Christian formats. Will Cumulus continue operating their big AM radio stations in New York, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C.? 
I doubt it. I think Camille's will be interested in selling radio station WABC AM in New York City, WMAL AM in Washington, D.C., KABC AM in Los Angeles, California, and what about radio station WLS AM in Chicago, Illinois? All those big market AM radio stations cost money to operate, and Cumulus needs money. Even though Cumulus has exited Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, the company is still in debt and needs to raise money. Cumulus, as a company, will be reinventing itself and continue concentrating on small and medium-sized radio markets. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. With the impending move of the Oakland Raiders to Las Vegas, Nevada, adult rock radio station KYMTFM in Las Vegas, Nevada, they transmit on a frequency of 93.1, and they're owned and operated by iHeartMedia. They'll be picking up the Oakland Raiders football games a year ahead of the move of the Oakland Raiders to Las Vegas, Nevada. This is a big move for iHeartMedia. The Oakland Raiders were currently being heard in Las Vegas, Nevada, on radio station KDWN-AM, which is owned and operated by Beasley Media. Congratulations go out to Modi Love, who's the new afternoon drive host at radio station WALRFM in Atlanta, Georgia. WALRFM is owned and operated by Cox Media. Moni Love comes to Atlanta, Georgia after working at radio station WTLC-FM in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is owned and operated by Urban One. Congratulations also go out to Mary Sandberg-Boyle, who's the new director of news and operations for Tribune-owned and operated radio station WGN-AM in Chicago, Illinois. Mary Sandberg-Boyle most recently produced the Steve Cochran Morning Show, and before she came to WGN, she produced the WBBM-FM Morning Show as well. Folks living in Atlanta, Georgia will be noticing changes at radio station WZGC-FM 92.9 The Game. Middays will be hosted by Andy Bunker and Randy McMichael. They're going to be calling the show The Andy and Randy Show. Andy Bunker had been previously holding down the evening time slot at this radio station. Andy Bunker came to radio station WZGC-FM after working in Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Washington. Congratulations also go out to Michelle Stevens, who's the new assistant program director at radio station WCBS-FM in New York City, as well as WNEW-FM in New York City. Both stations are owned and operated by Intercom. Michelle Stevens made her mark after working for NASA Broadcasting for many, many years. They say what's old is new and what's new is old. And that's what's happening in Long Island as radio station WKJY is reverting back to its original KJOY moniker. The KJOY moniker was dropped in 2013 when the station was known as KJ98.3. The station has also retweaked its music, playing music of the 80s, 90s, and today with some 70s songs thrown in as well. The music was also definitely much softer than it used to be. Now let's take a look at some cord cutting news. If you can't get enough Court TV, you can now find it on the Apple TV. Court TV is now available as an app for your iPhone on the Apple TV, and it's also available on Fire TV devices as well. If you're in a rural area and you don't have internet access, you may be in luck. SpaceX is launching over 4,000 satellites to provide internet access throughout the United States. These are low-orbit satellites which will provide faster internet access for people using the service. Finally, T-Mobile and Sprint have reportedly come to an agreement, and the FCC will not oppose the merger of these two companies. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen April Personal people meter ratings. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one ranked radio station is WROR-FM with a classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is WXKS-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WBZ-FM with its all sports operation. In the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Florida radio market, the number one ranked radio station is WFEZ-FM with a soft adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WHQT-FM with the urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, 
Bell Radio Market is radio station WLYF-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one ranked radio station is KQMV-FM with a pop CHR format. The number two ranked radio station is KUOW-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news, talk, and information format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station is KZOK-FM with a classic rock format. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one ranked radio station is WCSX-FM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WMXD-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Detroit, Michigan is WNIC-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one ranked radio station is KYOT-FM with an adult its format. The number two ranked radio station is KSLX-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KESZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. In the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market, the number one ranked radio station is KSTP-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KQRS-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota is KTIS-FM with a contemporary Christian format. In San Diego, California, the number one ranked radio station is KPBS-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news, talk, and information format. The number two ranked radio station is KXSN-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Diego, California is KSON-FM with a country format. In Denver, Colorado, the number one ranked radio station is KCFR-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news, talk, and information format. The number two ranked radio station is KYGO-FM with a country format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Denver, Colorado is KRFX-FM with a classic rock format. In the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market, the number one ranked radio station is WDUV-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WXGL-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market is WWRM-FM with an adult contemporary format. Out of Long Island, and that encompasses the counties of Nassau and Suffolk, the number one ranked radio station is WCBS-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is WFAN-FM with its all sports operation. And finally, the number three ranked radio station is WALK-FM with an adult contemporary format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen April Personal People Meter Ratings. Finally, according to media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week, and yes, they're back on top at number one. Number one is Home Depot, followed by Geico Insurance, Lowe's Home Improvement Centers, Progressive Insurance, and McDonald's. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or, you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, you know, I got to tell you, it's uh, always a busy radio, and I thought it would be a dead week this week, but we've got some radio news that we weren't able to get into the newscast because it didn't come in until after we produced it. The big news in Los Angeles, California, is KXOS has been sold. The station has been run by Grupo Radio Centro in Mexico, and it's going to be sold to Alex Mirarello, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Alex Mirarello, the Mirarello Media Group, and he owns radio station KPWR-FM in Los Angeles, California. He also owns radio station KDAY and KDEY with a classic hip-hop format. He owns some television stations, and he's going to be working with Grupo Radio Centro. That's a big company that owns radio stations in Mexico, and they're going to be producing an all-news Spanish station on one of the HC2 sub-channels of of KXOS FM, and there's going to be they're going to be working with one of Alex Murarello's TV stations as well. The other news that hit and the he market, also oh, oh, he also just bought KLOS in LA also. 
Uh, that was a while ago. Yes, he has that one as well. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. The other thing yeah. that we're going to tell you is that Kurt Minahan, and I always love it because my speech synthesizer always says Mini Hain, but Kurt Minahan is no longer with Intercom. I guess uh, he wanted to do an internet show, and Intercom was supposed to produce the show and, pub and publicize it. That never really worked out very well. And so him and Intercom have come to the parting of the ways, and he'll be looking for work elsewhere. I don't think he'll find trouble finding work, but it'll happen at some point. Mike, you might want to talk yeah. about Live 365, and then we'll get to uh, to uh, you again, Sean. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, well, uh, we, there's a, actually quite a few different apps that you can use on your iPhone uh, or website you can go to for listening to radio stations. But I want to talk about one called Live 365. Those of you who've been around the Internet radio streaming realm for a while, now, this was used over 20 years ago by many radio stations. And, of course, the company uh, went to a pay-only model to listen and so forth and kind of created their own demise, I think, by doing that. But uh, lately, it's been making a resurgence. It's a new company, and they've been coming back in part because of an entity out there known as uh, Stream Licensing that wasn't paying their royalties. So all of a sudden, stations are scrambling to be legal and uh, have their Money's collected and automatically distributed to ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, and SoundExchange. So here comes Live 365, and uh, they have a, a pretty neat uh, iPhone app that you can use to listen to all the stations on there. So you can listen to different formats, the decades, of course, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and uh, country, and jazz, and R&B, and all the different formats that you may like. Uh, but a new station uh, that we just deployed over there is uh, called Legend Oldies. And um, so never heard of them. No, never heard of them. But uh, it's a testing phase right now before we throw the switch and, and update the website with the new. But everything seems to be working. And we just had one little glitch with title streaming. But I think you know, almost daily someone has a glitch with title streaming. But so anyway, uh, it's working really good, sounding really great. So if folks want to play with that, another app, uh, those of you who use an iPhone to have, uh, or you can go to their website, live365.com. But one thing really excited about is this will make it much easier for people to listen to the legend on their iPhone because, uh, you know, when you use Shoutcast only, it doesn't really work. At least the pre-version 2.0 doesn't work very well with the iPhone. So uh, this will make all of that work much much better and should fix some of the weird anomalies that you've had right now of like you know hearing little parts of songs when the announcers switch uh the ice cast should function much more smoothly than that so anyway that is what's going on there we hope you'll uh check it out and it's a, it's a cool radio app to listen to some other radio stations so check that out live 365 it isn't you know, the big and, and Mike, you, hold okay. on just got jeff you know the first question mike that's going to come up it is uh, at least fairly, if not totally accessible to speech, right? Yeah. The, the now the back button it says something like down arrow icon or something like that. But yeah, it's it's it works pretty well, Perry. Um, I no real issue using it. Everything's labeled, other than that weird kind of down arrow icon, which means go back to the previous, uh, which is on the far left. But you can open it up, and if you want to quickly get to Legend, is click on the there's four tabs, and the bottom right is search. You can type that and type in Legend and You'll get Legend Oldies and Legendary 80s. And, of course, Legend Oldies comes up uh, number one there. Uh, okay. And I, I assume it works well on Android also because you said iPhone. I'm just well, I would assume I don't have one. Yeah. Show. I do have a Amazon tablet, so we could test that and see. But, I mean, when they label all the buttons and stuff, do you have good odds of it working across the board? Well, the other question yeah. that people are going to ask is, is it going to still be available on TuneIn? And I believe that that's, that's still going to be available, but I don't want to – I don't want to say uh, that yeah, definitely. 
there are some details I can't answer yet because the bill's not here, but yeah, we will eventually we will update this feed on TuneIn. So folks should go un- uninterrupted. I assume they'll have it on both for a couple of days and it'll migrate over. Uh, so once they get the go ahead from Bell to do that, we'll do the website, we'll update TuneIn Radio. So you'll be none the wiser. You'll just say, listen to the legend or legend oldies like you always have, and it'll just come from a different place. But and then the other thing is uh, Utoons, and I don't know how that's going to work. But well, all these questions that people are going to we know people are going to ask us, and we all, we will try to answer all those questions uh, during the next few weeks. That that's the only thing I can say about that. Uh, but it's going to be a new day, a new experience. So the old Live 365 was uh, was interesting because I remember paying for it, and then they went out of business like two weeks after I paid for it. I couldn't get my money back. So <laughs> well, that was smart. Yeah, at least took that, the money and that, ran. At least that's not going to happen. Take the money. Yes, Steve. Steve, I know Steve Miller. Yeah. Thank you. Steve Miller. And now, if anyone has any questions or comments yes. before we get into our next sections, go ahead. Yes, I have a comment, a uh, question. This is um, Mike here in Aventura. By the way, Mike, um, uh, I used to be able to pick up 89.5 Way FM in Miami, and uh, oh. I knew somebody who worked there, Tom Dooley. But my question is, are they doing any tributes still on WPOJ? I hear they're, they're giving away some or uh, you could buy a, sh- a classic shirt of WPOJ with a lot of logos on it. That's about the only thing I know. I, I, I think I'd, as much as I'd like to cover WPLJ, I don't, I don't listen to them all that much, to tell you the truth, but they, I will listen to them on their last day. But, you know, I think we've had enough of WPLJ. And the reason yeah. I say that, not because I don't like WPLJ, but it's not a New York-centric podcast here and radio show. It's, mm-hmm. it's all things radio, and we cover radio from a national perspective. So that's the only that's the only reason I said that. Um, but w- I will definitely be talking about WPLJ next week on on the next week's radio news. That's not going to end till the thirty first of of, uh, of May, and it's going to be interesting to see how the New Yorkers react to the K Love or uh, format. You know, I I don't think there'll be much much fireworks over it. People already know that WPLJ is gone. The big question I have is where will those people go? They'll find jobs elsewhere. And will, you know, here's speculation. And what do you think of this, Mike? Could the WPLJ format go to maybe one of those Entecom formatted radio stations that's not doing so well? I'm thinking of maybe WNY, the one in New York on 92.3. I believe it's WNYL, which is an alternative rock, or maybe WNEWFM, which doesn't really do as well. They could easily take some of those people on, put them on either of those radio stations. So that could be something. What do you think about that, Mike? I mean, I, I. that's certainly a possibility. And of course you also just quickly commenting on Mike talking about way FM, you know, I guess the concern I have here with, with them taking over 91 five in Evansville is way well, hey, they already have a translator at 91 nine. So I don't know if they'll let that go. Or I saw something that said that the school, the broadcasters will have other outlets. So I don't know, maybe they'll swap that out or something, but it, it makes me wonder it goes back to the age old question. Universities are selling off their stations are going dark as we see almost one or two every week. It really begs to ask the question. I know we brought this up before. Is it time to eliminate the non-commercial spectrum and allow 88, one to 91, nine to, to have stations of all types, both non-commercial and commercial. Well, I think so. Yes. And I think, I think the commercial operators would say so the non-commercial operators that still exist would say no, but I, but again, if 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 radio stations aren't going to operate there, the band's going to go dead at some point. But I'm not. That's not going to go dead tomorrow. It's time to maybe look at that as a possibility. Uh, that's what I think. What did you ask, did you want to say something, well, Sean? I thought I heard you say something. Well, I was just going to say on that. I mean, 
now you're seeing a lot more non-commercial on the commercial band. I mean, just like what you talked about, all the stations going from Cumulus to EMF, those are all commercial stations with large signals. I mean, if they're, you know, more and more, and there's always, there's always been non-commercial on the commercial part of the band, but yeah. you're seeing it more and more. So why not? It's probably several years in the, you know, in the making. And I was also going to, all right, you mentioned Kurt Minahan. Was he the one that caused the sensitivity training thing? Or was, I know yeah. he had a one. Yeah, no, no, there was the, another yeah. guy. There was a was few, the there were two or three issues that happened at EEI. I think that all coalesced into have the sensitivity uh, training and, uh, he was he involved, I think. Yeah, he yeah. he, he did. Years. I can't remember it all. It seemed like every few months there was a story about Kirk Menahan doing something that he shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, and, that's uh, unfortunate. What happens with that is the is the radio station that he's on has to constantly do damage control to protect their their yeah, interests as well. He got suspended two or three times by EEI and stuff. Yeah. And I know we have a raised hand. Uh, we do. One. It's JT. JT out in Cincinnati. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, Jim. Jim. Good sorry. evening. Um, you're Jeff. Not, he's Jeff. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I, I hope public radio continues to have the bottom of the FM band because when you go to different cities, you wouldn't have to look for it. And public radio still has some unique formats that you can't hear anywhere else. I want to talk about uh, something else, if I may. Sure. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, a few months back, I bought an HD FM radio. And I've noticed that in uh, Dayton, Ohio, two of their HD2 frequencies have iHeartRadio programs. One is uh, KCK, some AT40 all the time, and the other is a smooth jazz format. And I guess that's that's a good thing to have those on their HD2 channels. But when I was out in Tucson recently, they had an iHeartRadio station on regular FM. Is that uh, an ongoing uh, situation that iHeart's going to expand? Anyone well, the, the HD station that Casey Kasem is on is probably owned and operated by iHeartRadio. And what the yeah, each radio, all, all, all of them are. Well, I then, the, yeah, I but mentioned. here's here's the thing, J, JT. The, the thing is, all the, the they are they can be. Let's see, the main is HD one. Then you have HD two, HD three, and I believe that can be an HD four. Yeah, uh, now five yeah, actually. Yeah, uh, five, and they're all sub channels. And what what what's happening a lot of times is a radio station might get a translator, and they'll use one of those HD sub channels to broadcast to that translator, or a radio station like iHeart, like for example on WMJI in Cleveland, they have a, they have a channel called 1950s Oldies, which plays music from the late 50s and early 60s, and it's not mm-hmm. pure gold. It's not it's not cool gold. It's not it's not pure gold, and it's nothing like that. But it's just another format. And there, I really don't know that we'll ever really embrace the digital mo- mode here because we have to really adopt it. And and I've been saying this over and over again on all things radio live, and during the podcast era as well. If we don't go to some sort of digital format, that it's going to kill radio at some point. And Mike, you we, you talked. Remember when we talked about that with uh, with uh, with uh, the Northeast Radio Watch and Scott Feibish and and how they're experimenting with digital radio. This that could open up a future in radio that we don't have here, but they do have in the in the United Kingdom and many European countries and uh, places outside the United States. So it really is something that we really should think about expanding. What do you think about that, Mike? Well, I think uh, to to address JT's question, iHeart's using HD radio, these other channels, as test markets, and a big one I know is their I think they call it the Pride Channel or something, and so it, it totally markets to the 
LGBTQ community. So I don't know at what point they will take some of these stations that they're testing the waters in HD two and three, usually HD two, cause that's usually stereo, uh, you know, and then bringing those out into the main channels where the masses can hear them. Or of course, you know, some of them, they get a, a translator or something and that HD two uh, gets a low power frequency somewhere else. So, well, if, if, uh, when I was in Tucson, there were a couple of uh, stations that were using four of their HD channels and, uh, including my favorite, uh, KLPX, which uh, had classic rock on HD one and, uh, deeper classic rock on HD two and a couple of other formats. But this particular iHeart station that I picked up on, uh, on the main FM band in Tucson was not replicated on an HD channel. Well, well, you know, the only thing I think I could say, Jeff, is is it's all an experiment Jim. mode. I mean, Jim. I keep calling you Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're Jeff. Okay, let me Jack. ask you. I want to ask you, Jim, do you now these stations that have three or four channels, they probably don't sound very good, do they? Because and yeah, Scott Fibush. Okay. Well, Scott Fibush <laughs> went into this detail like they used to have only 96K. So you had four channels and I'm trying to do the math, but. So, and now even if you have 144K between four or five channels, that's not very thick or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's not very high quality streaming audio. Uh, so that's why I think most stations well, only have two. Um, I'm carrying reason. a portable HD with headphones, so I, I, I don't care if it's great audio. I know the HD main channel sounds slightly better than the other channels. Yes. Well, let, you know, we, let's do this. And we can expand on this further, but let's ha- let's take your time out to listen to Jennifer Sparks sure. call it in format changes. How about if we do that? Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of May 23rd. KSQD 90.7 Santa Cruz, California, changes slogan from 90.7 K Squid to 90.7 KSQD. KWNA AM 1400 Winnemucca, Nevada, changes calls to KWNA. XA AM WBZC 88.9 Pemberton, New Jersey changes format from silent to contemporary Christian and adds slogan Word FM. WKTH 88.5 Tullahoma, Tennessee changes format from Southern Gospel to contemporary Christian and changes slogan from Joy Christian Radio to K. WSPZ 1260 Washington, D.C. changes format from news talk to religious teaching and adds network provider Relevant Radio and adds slogan Relevant Radio. KHBE 102.1 Big Wells, Texas changes format from not available to Spanish CHR. KZWA 104 4.9 Moss Bluff, Louisiana changes slogan from the Vibe 105 to Live 104.9 WCON FM 99.3 Cornelia, Georgia changes format from country to classic country and changes slogan from continuous country to 99.3 WCON My Country 
WKCM 1160 Hawesville, Kentucky changes format from country to classic country and changes network provider from Westwood One Nash Icon to Westwood One Classic Country and changes slogan from Nash Icon WKCM 1160 to Country Classics WBIO FM 94.7 WTCJ 1230 Tell City, Indiana changes format from urban contemporary to adult hits and adds network provider Westwood One Jack FM and changes slogan from 93.3 The Vibe to 93.3 Jack FM WWAB 1330 Lakeland, Florida changes primary format from urban contemporary to variety and adds secondary format urban gospel and adds slogan Boss Hog Radio KDKL 88.3 Colingua California changes format from silent to contemporary Christian and adds network provider K Love and adds slogan K Love KNWI 107.1 Osceola, Iowa changes slogan from Life 107.1 96.1 FM to Life 107.1 96.1 100.7KNWM 96.1 Madrid, Iowa changes slogan from Life 107.1 96.1 FM to Life 107.1 96.1 100.7KWDJ 13 Ridgecrest, California changes slogan from Cool Gold to Cool Gold 1360. KXLV 89.1 Amarillo, Texas changes format from silent to contemporary Christian and adds network provider KLove and adds slogan KLove. WAIX 1160 Mechanicville, New York changes format from silent to Classic Hits and adds slogan Star Radio. WHAZ FM 97.5 Hoosick Falls, New York changes format from silent to religious teaching and adds slogan Alive Radio Network. WIPK 94.5 Calhoun, Georgia changes format from not available to urban contemporary. WKWP 88.1 Williamsport, Pennsylvania changes format from silent to contemporary Christian and adds network provider Caleb and adds slogan Caleb WMSO 1240 South Haven, Mississippi changes format from Southern Gospel to R&B Oldies and changes slogan from Pop Gospel to Memphis Soul 104.1 WTTN 1580 Columbus, Wisconsin changes slogan from Resistance Radio 1510 to Talk 92.7 WD. 
1230. Cincinnati, Ohio changes format from R&B oldies to talk and changes slogan from Soul 101.5 to The Buzz. WKSK 580 West Jefferson, North Carolina changes slogan from The Farm to The Farm 580 AM 93.5 FM. The following stations have signed off the air. KHIL 1250 Wilcox, Arizona. WNOO 1260 Chattanooga, Tennessee. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. All right. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Boy, you really can crank those out. Wow. I appreciate it. It's pretty good. One of the things I can. A couple of things, Jeff, on the uh, format changes. The formats are correct. The towns in the, in the uh, Iowa ones that she mentioned would be Osceola, and uh, it is pronounced Madrid. Madrid, not Madrid, but not Madrid. Madrid. Oh, no, it is, it... It's spelled like Madrid, but it's pronounced Madrid. Yeah, the other thing that's okay. going to be good is that, <clears throat> according to the folks at uh, Radio Insight, you're going to see a lot more, some format changes coming up this weekend, coming up, Memorial Day weekend coming up. You're going to see some format changes. We already believe that the next format change is going to be in Indianapolis, Indiana, at Radio Station. WYRGFM, which is going to drop its top 40 format, or pop CHR as they call it, and go to a soft adult contemporary format. And there's a bunch of them. I'll, I'll probably look at those and talk about them in next week's All Things Radio live broadcast. But that, I can tell you, we haven't seen a lot of format changes during the Memorial holiday like we used to do years ago because a lot of stations just don't have the money and the impetus to, to do new things like that. They just don't have any money. So it's why change a format if you don't have any to spend on it? But the big domain format changes, of course, will be all the changes made by all the Cumulus stations that are owned and operated by Cumulus now, but that will be operated and owned and operated by the Air One or by the EMF radio group, of, you know, with Air One and K-Love, and that's going to be interesting. But, you know, they, you know I, I, I think I agree with Bernie from last week, Mike Loft, because I, he's right about K-Love and Air One. You know, I guess in the Bible, and I don't want to get people upset with me, but it says be fruitful and multiply, multiply I should say. And I'll tell you, they are being fruitful, and they are certainly multiplying, aren't they? I, I don't know any way to say it any other way, but they're definitely being fruitful, and they're definitely multiplying. Yeah, when you like, were talking about cumulus earlier, you didn't mention it. Maybe you just didn't have time. And uh, they're all uh, up for sale, right? The big AMs, because I was thinking about WJR and uh, KNBR and KGO. They, would they also be on the block, or are they doing better in some way so they might keep well, them? Well, they didn't say anything oh. about those yet, Mike, uh, uh, about those. But I do believe that in Los Angeles and San Francisco, again, KGO is probably going to be one of those that's going as well. And the way I'm thinking is probably in, a mar- in markets where, there's, where they have multiple FMs and Cumulus has several FM in Detroit, so they may just go ahead and keep a WJR, like, kind of like Dallas. You're not hearing about their stations, you know, KLIF and WBAP for sale because – they have several FMs that are doing well, you know, with KSCS, with uh, the Wolf, and then they also have 93.3 in the ticket. So in those, they're probably going to keep them because they have six or seven stations, just like in the Bay Area. They have what? Uh, they still have 104.5, and I think they have an, uh, that KFOG, and I think there's another Cumulus FM station out there, so they may keep those well, four and the other, What about the sports stations out there? They got KNBR, which is all sports, and that does very well. And they yeah, got the and- one on... 
What's the other one on 10, 6, on 5th to KTC? 10.50. That's their second KNBR. They call it KNBR 10.50. And those two are partially owned by Cumulus, but they're partially owned by the San Francisco Giants also. So somebody, also, so Cumulus would only be selling their half of them if they did that. Cumulus does have a standalone in Houston KRBE. And I know there have been rumors afoot that Intercom was going to grab that one and trade them for something else. Uh, well, I, I think that it's all, a lot of this is all up in play. And that's part of the problem. Uh, we don't really don't know what's going to happen with these cumulus stations, but the company is definitely changing its focus. Uh, as I said before, I think they're going to be focusing on the smaller and medium-sized markets because that's where they probably can make more money at this point. And why yeah, and you also wouldn't markets? sell them all at once because there's always tax ramifications. So you can always sell so many a year because if you if you sell too many, uh, you know, it can mess up your capital gains or whatever, you know. So stuff like that has to be watched too. Yeah, I was kind of Chicago, thinking, they, at Chicago, they would sell probably, if they sold LSAM, probably be a package deal of LSFM, and then they'd have to turn around and sell Q101 because they wouldn't, want once again, want to have one station, you know, in a market like Chicago. So, I was yeah. kind of thinking that they ought to have a, a radio draft, like football. Or... Yeah. Hey, there you go. I'll take the, yeah. I'll, I'll take KGO AM because I still think that with that radio station, if done right and done with local good talent, I don't know if you can find local good talent out there. I forgot. I forgot. There's no talent out there. But you yeah, can't right. promote. You can't promote talent if you don't promote the people or so, teach the people. So you would do be it. the kind of general manager who would draft a project. That's what we call it in sports. You get this big guy and yeah. you figure you're going to teach him how to play basketball. Uh, but you can't do the talent anymore because all the schools are closing their radio stations. Oh. That's it. You got it, Sean. But, I mean, in reality, you, you got a point there, uh, J- uh, Tim. You got a point because, you see, what, uh, what bothers me about that whole thing is K- KABC and KGO were really doing talk long before anyone else did it. K- KABC and KGO were doing talk starting back in 1960 when no one even thought that telephone talk would do well on radio. And, and it's sad to see that. When two management changes, when ABC was sold to Citadel and Citadel was sold to Cumulus, how two management companies can utterly ruin a radio station. And, and we saw that with WPLJ in New York. You saw that with KGO in San Francisco. They fired all their people. They got rid of the local talk. And what happened? Local listeners went away. And unfortunately, when those local listeners go away, that they don't very easily go back. That's, that's the biggest problem. Can you imagine, Tim? Think about this. If Enicom, which owns uh, WCCO in St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota, they own that station and decided, well, you know, we're going to just uh, get rid of all the local people and put only syndicated talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe we'll keep a morning show on just to, or maybe a morning or an afternoon drive show when the rest of the time will be just all syndicated. I don't think the people in the Midwest or at least in Minnesota would be happy with that. What do you think? Well, that's what Cumulus did to WABC. They, they killed it that way. They got rid of the local stuff that was on there. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. The um, CPO, of course, is well used to be the top one of the top stations in the country. Not anymore, but they still do quite well. This is AM. this is true. Bernie, good morning. Oh, good morning. Good evening to you. Uh, do you have anything hey, to talk you know, to us? I gotta say, I gotta say hi to uh, to JT. I have not talked to him in forever, so it's kind of cool to hear him out here. Yeah. Yes, and I'll, and I will, I may, I will make sure that I, don't, that I don't call him Jim anymore. I'll call him Jeff. <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't call him no, Jim. I know. I'm just kidding around with him. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> just just use the word J, Jeff, that it's all covered. That's right. right. Sure. Did, that, Perry, did we have someone who raised their hand? I didn't. I, I missed it. And I, I, we did not. 
No. Okay. So I want to throw out a question. I have, I have go go ahead, Mike. Question. Go ahead, Mike Loft. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to throw out a question. And it's interesting, Bernie came because this is one I wanted to ask him last week as well. But anyone to comment on this station changes format. How long do you think they need to commit to that to ensure it, even a chance of working? Bernie, why don't you start with you? I think at least a year. At least a year. I mean, these these guys, sometimes they change them in six months. And, you know, I don't know what they expect. If, if they don't put a lot of money into promoting, they've got to give it a good amount of time to, to give it a try. You know, when, well, w, when WCBS-FM went oldies back in uh, 1969, uh, uh, in July of, I believe it was 1969. I could be wrong on the date, but maybe, no, it was 1972, 70. I, I don't know. It was May 70, whatever. They said we were going to give it two years, and if it doesn't work, then we'll change the format, and it did work for them. It seems to be they used to commit three years to it, but now with social media, it seems like that could reduce the time quite a bit to market yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd well, say definitely let it at least a year. I agree. What about, what about the whole thing about when stations do these crazy things before the format change? Uh, I, when love I was a, that. I, I kind of like that too, but I was a kid. If a radio station changed the format, when WHN changed from MOR to country, it, they didn't do anything special. They, they, they gradually put some country and Western music in the rotation. Then one day, by, by boom, the, the, the switch was flipped, and they went country. We, do, like have a, we do have a hand now, Jeff. JT, go ahead. Go ahead, JT. Yeah, as I was going to say earlier, you were talking about local programming. That certainly works for WLW. It right. does. So we, you and, and you can't blame iHeartMedia because they have put the local programming into WLW. May they, they may have some syndicated programming on the weekends, but during the week it is live and local, and especially if you like um, uh, Cunningham. What's his name? Jim Bill, Bill, Cunningham. Bill, Bill, Bill Cunningham. Cunningham. But no, they do not do any syndicated programming on uh, on 700 except for the 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 pill poppers on Sunday morning. Uh, what is that name of that medicine company that seemed purity media or purity, whatever. They got the cash and, and, and cash, you, you know, as Steve, as Steve Miller said in that song, your cash ain't worth nothing but trash, you know? So, uh, and, and, the and they the also have, I heart has a, another talk station on 55 that uh, takes a lot of yeah, uh, yeah. syndicated. That's what I was. That's what I was about to say. Stations like WLW, KFI, KOA, they benefit because they can put all their uh, syndicated stuff on their other station. But I mean, you look at killing formats. I mean, yeah, WOAI still does well, but they were the original flagship of Clear Channel. How Clear Channel started to save WOAI and keep them on by, by San Antonio local programming, and they don't have that secondary talk station. So I mean, basically, there's one local show in the they morning on OAI. Oh, yeah. One local show, and then there's a national show that's syndicated out of San Antonio that used to be local, and that's it. Yeah. The other well, thing that uh, goes on here in Cincinnati with WLW is, uh, uh, of course, they have the Reds, which they are the uh, the you know uh, flagship station for. But uh, even though the the Bengals' flagship station is 1530 through most of the football season, especially when the Reds aren't playing. They'll put them on 700 and 1530 and on an FM station as well. So. Yep. Well, well, that's what happens when you could do that. I, I remember when 1530 was WCKY and they had country and Western music all night long. But that's a long time oh, ago. Yep. I'm sorry, yeah, but it was, back then it was called country and Western, Sean. 
Yeah, what? Because well, we're well, talking yeah. about the early 60s. Well, yeah, you know Marty what? Raleigh, uh, shooting up the town, you know, that's, that's uh, right. big iron, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what? Wayne Rainey would sell those chickens. That's Absolutely. right. I, I, I barely remember that. And then they went to beautiful music and they had, you know, they were yep. a pretty interesting station. When I was very then. happy in 64 when they picked up the Reds because, of course, I always wanted to hear all the baseball teams I could. And sure. uh, you could get them because the way, where were they? 550 or something. And they, they, or 1360 someplace. Anyway, they put them on CKY, and I'm like, this is cool, you know? So, and then they got to see uh, LW. They've been on there since 69, I think. Yeah. Something you like know, that. Uh, we were talking about it. I was, I was talking about it with a friend of mine who's a ham radio operator, and WLW, of course, I'm, I don't want to belabor too long, but back in the early <laughs> days, I'm talking about the 40s and stuff, they were 500,000 watts. And my dad used to tell me that when, when he was younger, he could hear WLW even the, in the daytime in New York City back then. That's how strong they were. And if you I go think to, that was 33 to 39. Oh. Okay, so it was before the frequency changes because everybody moved in, uh, 19, in March, I think, of 1941. Because I was going to say WOR, of course, was a 710. WLW was 700. That wouldn't work. But in those days, maybe WOR wasn't even there at that part of the dial. Yeah, but the, what I was going to say is that there, the parts of that original transmitter are still available to look at. And uh, if you're a ham radio operator at the Dayton Hamvention, they had a tour of that area. So that was uh, pretty interesting to see. Well, you know what? I think the, it's um, if, oh. I, if, I, if I may uh, elaborate a little bit on that thought that you just had about the original equipment, the, uh, the old Voice of America transmitter site has been turned into a park. And I believe they have a broadcast museum there with a lot of the old equipment. Wow, that's, that's cool. Up, uh, I'd, I'd love to Mason, see that. In the Mason, Ohio area. I would oh. love to see that. I really would. Well, you know what? It's time to take a look at the recording industry. This, was, I thought, was a really good series of uh, a featured uh, broadcasts. I'm going to talk about the how the recording industry finally has evolved and is uh, still evolving. So why don't we do that, Dave? On that recording industry one. By 1983... There were records and cassettes. No one saw a new format on the horizon. Here's music reporter Steve Knopper, music executive Phil Quarter-Aro, and recording engineer Elliot Shiner. It's a disc, a digital audio disc, a gizmo so revolutionary that backers hope it will make records and tapes obsolete. The CD sounded really, really good. But the record industry has always been deeply suspicious of new technology. The industry executives said, you know, no effing way, basically. We will never get the compact disc. And the reason was because they were so worried about piracy. When you copied a CD to a cassette tape, that was a pristine copy. But the CD was cool at the time. It sounds so quaint now, but it was it was shiny, and if you tilted it a certain way, it looked like a rainbow. It didn't scratch, and you could play it potentially in your car. And so the consumers really liked this thing. And towards the end of the 80s, people started to rebuy their music they already owned on vinyl. They started to repurchase the same collection on CD. $18, $19, $20 for a CD that was really worth no more or maybe even less than the LP. Here's music executive Jimmy Iovine and Don Was. You got a record deal, you got one song, you put 17 other songs on because they fit. And you, the people bought albums for $18 that had one song on it. When we look at the decline in the popularity of the album and of sales... I think that was just way worse than some college students downloading songs for free. You know, it's like 
making records. <laughs> Here's musicologist Fredera Hadley, DJ Greg Gillis, and Warner Brothers CEO Cameron Strang. With the click of a mouse, Napster allows fans to download virtually any song completely free. In 1999, some college students created a file sharing program called Napster. All of a sudden, people are like, wait a minute, I don't have to drive to a record store, pay $20 to buy a CD that just has two songs on it that I like. I can sit at home and download countless albums for nothing. And it just was like, you just discovered this golden mine, you know, it just all of a sudden, all of the music you want, it's right there in front of you and it's very easy to download. When they put music up for file sharing, 40 some odd million people came. And you know, there were other companies like giving away money on the internet and you couldn't get 40 million people to come. So the power of music was the first thing that struck me. I was like, wow. The court struck down Napster after two years, but by then there were all these services all over the internet and they all used the same new format, the MP3. Here's Suzanne Vega. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. I was taking my daughter to school and one of the parents that I didn't know turned to me and said, congratulations on being the mother of the MP3. To the woman who has come and she is shaking her umbrella. So I went home and, and looked it up, and sure enough, it had this story about how this engineer called Carl Heinz Brandenburg had used the original unremixed version of Tom's Diner to test this thing he was working on called the MP3. My research was how to compress music in a way that it would fit through a phone line. And I already thought I'm pretty much done. Everything works well. I open up the paper. Someone was playing Tom's Diner down the hall. Susan Vega's voice sounds like she is standing in a room. And it's very clear and clean voice. And I said, okay, I want to try to see what our algorithms do with it. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for Unfortunately, Susan Vega's voice was destroyed. It took us a couple of years until we really could do her voice perfectly clean. I had no idea what would come next. And I met Karl-Heinz Brandenburg. And they were talking about this great new thing that was just going to be the coolest. You could play music on your phone, on your cell phone. And I remember thinking, that's kind of, who cares? Like, I don't need to play music on my phone. I just did not see what the MP3, what the future was going to be. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. Early 2000s are really tumultuous period because a format change. Digital technologies recalibrate almost everything about how we consume music. It's always nice to see you, says the man behind the counter. You plug it into your computer and download your favorite songs. iTunes comes along and it's selling songs for 99 cents. 
the music industry is just reeling. The best-selling digital music player in the nation, revolutionizing the way Americans of all ages listen to music. MP3s unravel what we know about people wanting albums. And so, interestingly enough, we're back to a singles-driven culture. We take it for granted now, but then it was a really remarkable concept that I could walk around with 10,000 songs in my pocket. But then, with the era of YouTube, one of the main pieces of content that people want to upload is music. They want to upload their favorite song, they want to upload this video that they made to their favorite song, and YouTube still, I believe, is the number one music streaming service in the world. Justin Bieber's songs have been listened to, some of them have been listened to 400 million times on YouTube. We listen to music on our earbuds, over our telephones, through computers. When I'm listening, they'll have full albums on YouTube. People just upload them, and sometimes they'll just go to the next video. Oddly enough, YouTube is kind of like a new radio. CDs are just disappearing, you know? CDs are dead. Today, we have a format which is almost an invisible format. There's an amazing amount of, you know, these streaming services. My preferred method of listening to music is Spotify. SoundCloud. iHeartRadio. Sometimes Pandora. Sometimes iTunes. I'll buy songs. I don't know. I actually like that it's not physical. I feel like it saves time, energy, money. Here's Moby. Our kids, our grandkids, will literally be baffled by the idea that at one point people owned music. Here's Meryl Garbus. Whether we like it or not, people want music instantaneously at their fingertips. I do. I want to turn on my RDO or, or Spotify or whatever. I want to say, I really need to hear Dancing in the Sheets by Shalimar right now. I can have that, you know? That is just the world that we live in. Here's MTV founder Tom Freston, record producer Eddie Kramer, and Amy Mann. The problem I have is discovering good new music. There's just an overwhelming abundance of material. Trying to figure out which technology. It became such a different experience on so many levels that I just stopped listening to music. It's only been lately that I've started again and kind of almost giving myself permission to jump back into stuff from the 70s that I never paid any attention to, like bread. shift in the record industry i mean on average is usually 15 20 years everything's up in the air now it, it, the next five to ten years will be super interesting but the power of music will always be massive it's about the song it's about the art not the medium. Music transcends the technology, the format, whatever form you give it to me in. If the quality is good, um, if I can access what I want to hear, I'm a happy man. Here's Phil Quartararo and Roger Waters. What won't change is your relationship with music. Because sometime this year, you're going to hear a song that makes you want to cry. Um, we human beings have been trying to work out what it is about the mathematics of the arrangement of musical notes that elicits an emotional response in us. And it's still a mystery. 
Here's composer Michael Tilson Thomas, Rizza, and Daryl McDaniels. Our lives are pretty much defined by what? I don't know, 20, 30 records? How many of a year passes when you want to go back to your high school memory? A song could do it for you. There's always that piano, that verse, that voice, that beat, that cut, that scratch, that guitar riff that's going to save your life. Here's Annie Lennox. I'm so grateful to all the musicians that made the music that I ever heard because it all went in and it enriched my life. George Martin. And we've seen now a hundred years of recorded sound. And we've seen the effect of that sound on people. And it has been quite remarkable. It's changed our lives. I'm Greg Hengler, and this is Our American Stories. I love that. I really love that. And in many ways, I'm wondering, and I really don't know, but I'm wondering, I wonder if really, when you listen to this whole scenario about the recording industry, if what's happening with the music and the way it's going, is that is is that also going to be the death of radio? I really wonder about that. Mike, what do you think, Mike Loff? <clears throat> well, I think there'll always be a demand for curated content when when you know you're spoon fed music of your favorite genre. So I think there'll always be a demand for that. But I don't know. I mean, I I, I see AM the demise of it. I think before FM, but it's really hard to say. Well, of course, and, you know, the radio has jumped onto the iPhones and it's jumped onto the Miss A's and the, you know, the various devices. So there is that. So they're, they're, you know, adapting pretty well in that regard. And it really doesn't matter if you've got a Miss A and you want to play WBZ News Radio. It doesn't matter if it's on AM or FM or what it's on. It's still going to sound the same. So uh, and, and online. So I think well, that radio can, you know, as long as radio does that, keeps with the devices and there, you know, there's a new device every six months, but they keep uh, put, putting the putting the sound out there because they're still putting out a product that, and like you say, curated content, you know, when, when uh, Robbie the Robot on here plays a bunch of stuff, then you don't have to sit there and, and figure out what you want to hear next or, or get your device out. You just say, okay, they're going to play 50s, 60s, and 70s, and that's what I want to hear. So that's great. I Let me like ask you something. Oh, go, go ahead, Mike. Is not doing is things that you need it to do to get right. to listen, like no local news and information in a, right. in a timely manner. There was an article that we read the other day, an, an article from a LA Times, where in the San Diego uh, synagogue shooting two weeks ago, no station covered it. Finally, after about an hour or two, somebody was doing a, a nobody broke format. They didn't have anybody. Nobody hooked up with TV. Nobody did anything. I mean, they were not prepared at all. And I understand it was on the weekend and all that. But you've got to have somebody who maybe doesn't have to be physically in the building, but say, okay, when this happens, we go to Channel 4 when they get the coverage. Or you've got to do something. You can't just uh, not cover these things. This is ridiculous. And, I, but, and you know, one thing, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. One thing I was going to say also on that, you know, this just proves, like right now, music – doesn't need radio and music doesn't need MTV to get their to get their product out. You know, in the old days they needed radio. Then in the eighties they needed MTV with the video. Now as I said, you got the YouTube videos up there. They don't need MTV. The problem is radio and places like MTV and VH1 
have not figured out how to supplement it. You know, that, that's something they just, they, they're not needed. And I will say also one thing I have noticed with this, and they touched on it with, with all this technology, young people are starting to listen to 70s and 80s music a lot more. I mean, you see a lot of 18 to 25-year-olds getting into older music, and it's also brought a resurgence, as we all talk, everything that's old is new again. Vinyl sales are you know, skyrocketing from where well, they were 10 years ago. JT, you had your hand raised. Go ahead. local news on there, there you go jt go ahead thank you you don't need uh to expand on what sean said you don't need local news as much on radio because there's so many news sports weather apps and uh from television and newspapers and i mean if you want it you can find it he's that's exactly true. right that's true i never and, listen and to radio for local like, news i don't know I, I used to do what i used to do the morning radio. show go ahead bernie um, when I used to do the morning show, I mean, people would wake up and, and want to know what's going on in the world. They'd hear the radio. Well, now I don't even turn the radio on in the morning to find out what's going on. I check my phone. You know, it's a funny thing, Bernie. I'm a little bit opposite of you, but because I can't stand Albany, New York radio, it just, it's just horrible. I, I want to hear the news. I grew up in New York City. So what do I do at night? I fall asleep listening to WINS at night all night long. And when I get up in the morning and have my coffee, I put WINS or WCBS or KYW in Philadelphia or even WBBM in Chicago on. That's what I do. Well, two thoughts here. One, first, I, maybe I'm an audio snob, but I can't understand why radio wants to play even music stations stream at 32K mono when they have competitors that are playing 128K music without interruption. That's the first thing that throws me. But uh, then the, the other, I don't know, the other concern that I, I just can't quite, uh, I lost my train of thought here, so. Well, 32K Mono, you go to Europe, Mike, and I can tell you right now, there are internet radio stations in Europe that uh, that actually stream 320K. Exactly. Well, I know what the other thing I wanted to point out with this, doing this live 365, what I'm finding is it has a it has a format on there where you can upload your music, upload voice tracks, and basically create your own radio station. And I found a few like retros. There's one called like 630KXOK. So what they did is they got some of the old jingles and ids and stuff from that era and made a 70s based station as as if you were listening to kxok although it's not quite tight you know like radio but i think it's kind of interesting that people are kind of forming their own version of radio and maybe amateurs or former broadcasters could could go and and set up their own online radio station and could could radio be emulated out of business well, there might be. And what about the, the I want to talk about something coming up on Memorial Day weekend, and it's going to start, I believe, on Saturday morning uh, next. Not that not this Saturday, but next Saturday. If you like WABC and there's a guy named Alan Sniffen, it's called Rewound Radio, and it's a, a 5013C and it's Rewound Radio and it's educating people about the radio station WABC. And you'll get to hear all of what radio WABC sounded like with air checks all weekend long. Of all the radio announcers on WABC, they do that every year on the Memorial Weekend. It's been a tradition. So for it, will be this, it will be this Saturday. It will be this Memorial Saturday. Day. Don't, don't miss it. It's a, the next holiday. You don't want to miss their, your holiday. Sorry about that. Yeah, it is this Saturday. It is Saturday. Right. So I think you're going to enjoy that. I think it's time now. Why don't we do this? We're going to take a listen to a radio announcer who is saying goodbye to radio. But when I listened to his last show, I wanted to really focus on what he sounds like now. If, at WDVE in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So 
Dave, why don't you roll that WDV? Turn that crank, Frank. When a radio announcer spends over 40 years in radio, that's really amazing. However, when a radio announcer spends 26 years at the same radio station, that's even more amazing. This week, we're traveling to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we're going to hear the album-oriented rock radio station, WDVEFM. The radio announcer in question is Sean McDowell, who has been with the radio station for 26 years and has been in broadcasting for 41 years. WDVE is owned and operated by iHeartMedia and programs an album-oriented rock format, and I think you'll find out why Sean McDowell is such a loved radio announcer in this radio market. So without further ado, why not sit back and enjoy radio station WDVE and their radio announcer, Sean McDowell, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. 102.5 DVE, okay. I uh, I get to go out in the sun now. Woo-hoo. Hey, Sean's coming in to get you guys home, and tomorrow on the DVE Morning Show, please do yourself a favor and don't miss one second of the morning show, because comedian Harlan Williams is in town, and when he goes into the studio, everything just... What can I say? It, it's one of the funniest days of the year when he comes in. So Harlan Williams on the morning show, then I'll be in with my last free pair of Who tickets and a bunch of money. Talk to you then. DVE. DVE has your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword JOB to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's JOB to 200-200. Comedy, sports, and the best damn rock on the radio. 102.5. WDVE, Pittsburgh. When you rock at work, work doesn't feel like work. So glad we're in business together. You're on the job. With DVE. There's Tesla and Pink Floyd from Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon is one of the greatest albums in rock history, but so is Led Zeppelin's fourth album. So is Who's Next from The Who. So is Sticky Fingers, The Stones, Abbey Road from The Beatles. The Memorial Day 500 is returning to DVE. We haven't done this in years, but this is our 50th year anniversary. So what are the five greatest songs ever in rock history, according to you? Submit your choices for the five best songs ever and help us put together the Memorial Day 500. 500, go to dve.com. Sean McDowell, 102.5. From the South Hills Jeep Weather Center. It's going to be a nice day. Partly sunny, high of 74 today. Clouds increasing tonight. We'll start out with some morning showers tomorrow morning, then a few dry hours, then more showers tomorrow afternoon. This report is sponsored by Subaru of South Hills. DVE. Pittsburgh. 102.5 DVE. 102.5 DVE. There's Pearl Jam. When Keith Moon, the Who's legendary drummer, when Keith died in 1978, guess who wanted that job badly? He talked to Pete Townsend about it. 
Phil Collins. Phil Collins told Pete Townsend, I'll leave Genesis to be your drummer in The Who. But Pete had to tell Phil, we just hired Kenny Jones. You're too late. Phil Collins will be at PPG Paints Arena coming up later this year. DVE. Stranger, you're 102.5 DVE with the Doors and Phil Collins, who will be at PPG Paints coming up in October. Phil Collins, when Keith Moon died in 1978. <laughs> Phil Collins was the drummer for Genesis. Phil Collins threw his hat into the ring. Immediately, he got a hold of Pete Townsend and Phil said... I'll leave Genesis. Phil was the drummer and lead singer of Genesis in 1978. But he told Pete Townsend, hey, if you're looking for a replacement for Keith Moon, what about me? I'll take that gig. But Pete Townsend had to tell Phil, we already hired Kenny Jones from the Small Faces. The conversation that Phil Collins had with Pete Townsend. Here's Phil on DVE. Keith died in the last, you know, few months previous, and I said, um, "What's happening with the Who? I'd love to play, you know." And he literally, he said, "You just asked Kenny Jones." I would have left Genesis. I knew I could do that, and um, I didn't think they had it with Kenny. I didn't think they had it with Simon Phillips. And I went to see him at the Garden with Zach Starkey, and I thought, "At last, you found a drummer that can do it." Kenny Jones replacing the late Keith Moon in The Who. It could have been Phil Collins. It was all a matter of timing. What would have happened to Genesis if Phil Collins would have left in 1978? We'll never know. DVE. It's time to start monetizing your radio listening. Pay me. Workforce Cash is on DVE. Randy Bellman, Michelle Michaels, and Sean McDowell have your shot at a thousand bucks all day long. Listen for the keyword and text it to 200 200. Brought to you by North Star Buick and GMC of Zelianople. Visit them at NorthStarBuickGMC.com. Check out their full lineup of trucks and SUVs at North Star Buick and GMC of Zelianople. Remember, that's NorthStarBuickGMC.com. The best deals really are at North Star. Your chance to win Workforce Cash is weekdays on DVE. From the Carnegie Science Center Traffic Center, Parkway East inbound. It's already backed up beyond Edgewood Swissvale headed down to the Squirrel Hill Tunnels. Inbound Parkway East, really slow DVE total traffic. This report is sponsored by Amazon. Amazon is hiring full-time delivery drivers in Sewickley. Enjoy competitive pay while delivering packages to homes and retail locations. Deliver thousands of smiles with Amazon. Apply at Amazon.com slash driver jobs. Amazon's an equal opportunity employer. Live from the Don's Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances, this is WDVE. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. supposed to cross. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But we can't remember <laughs> where it is. Weekday morning, 6 to 10. It's Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. <laughs> 
102.5 DVE. There's Kiss. We saw them for what they said was the last time ever this past March. PPG Paints. I was at that show. It was really good. I'm not the world's biggest Kiss fan, that's for sure. But the guys always put on a spectacular show, visually at least, DVE. Well, there you go. Sean McDowell is heard on radio station WDVE-FM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who's going to be hanging up his headphones on July 31st. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the podcast, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. But don't forget to call our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, here's the panel here. We've got all our our experts here. And I'm just curious to know what you guys thought of this individual. I really I thought it was, was good. pretty good. Because yeah. working for a big corporate company like iHeartMedia, he was able to do and put content into the show. Kind of reminds me of the old album rock days when radio announcers were allowed yeah. to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, thought he did. Yeah. I, thought was, I thought he does a good job. I thought yeah, that. he did. And it reminded me, you're right. It reminded me of like BCN with Charles Lacadera and the guys. And they, you know, they would talk about the actual songs, the music, and they'd give some history and so forth. And, uh, you know, that's what there's no context in, in commercial radio a lot of times to what there is being played. You know, how does this fit into somebody's career? How does this fit into the music that was going on at that time or whatever? And he really had all that nailed down. And that kind of ties in with what we talked about right before as far as the music. Yeah, you don't have to go to radio to get your music first, but you get that information, like the Phil Collins story. You get all that. You go to radio to get that personality, but of course they don't allow people to have personality true, anymore. You're true. just basically a puppet. True. Walter, Walter, you raise your hand. Go ahead, sir. Well, yeah, that uh, I thought it was pretty good, too. You know, uh, I I guess I wouldn't have ever known that uh, Phil Collins wanted to be a member of the Who, uh, but and and all that. And I guess you wouldn't have found that out if you didn't well, have people like that. Anyone well, else have any comments, Mike? Did what did you think of that, Mike Moff? I liked it pretty well. Um, you know, and they uh, see why they always have good ratings there. They they play the best of the classic rock, and uh, so with with combined with the personality and a little bit of trivia and facts that uh, you're not going to get. I mean, that's an example of what radio is going to have to do to survive, quite honestly. Uh, Bernie, what did you, did you get to listen to that at all, Bernie? Yes, I did. Am I um, here? Uh, yeah, Am you're I here. Up? Just because yep, you here. work in radio, what, what did you think of that? Every, I listened to every bit of it. There, there's a talented guy. Yep. You know, it's like a no frills talented guy. Some people have to do a lot to be talented, but this guy can get it done in few words. Yeah, I mean, he didn't sit there and rap for an hour. Like, like if Roscoe was on the air, WNEWFM in New York, he'd talk about something for an hour and he'd be, he'd be pontificate. You know, that that's not going to happen today, and I, I get that. And I, and I never knew that Phil Collins wanted to be in The Who. I never had any idea. Until <laughs> you know, I, I, I am so glad, Bernie, because I happen to be a Genesis freak. And talk about Genesis when, when, when you know, oh, when yeah. you talk about, we talk about bootlegs and about pirated stuff. And I had pirated records of Genesis that were not released to the public. We recorded concerts that you couldn't buy anywhere. And things of that nature. Unfortunately, they got lost in a flood when I was flooded out in Syracuse. But that—that's another story. But that—that that whole thing, 
Uh, I was, I'm so glad that he didn't go to the hoop because Genesis was really ahead of the time. And I really enjoyed that particular band. So anyone else want to say anything before we get to our next segment? Silence is golden. I can't believe it. Sometimes we can get these members of the panel to, 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 to not just, we can't get them to shut up sometimes. <laughs> I have a kidding. quick question. Go ahead. What is the way? Oh, the way, uh, Mike. Talk about the way. It's a it's a question. Oh, what is, what is, is a it's a uh, I guess an alternative to K Love. It's uh, okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I guess Mike, he wants you to show him the way. Well, I don't know yeah. about that. Now, now he has shown me the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll have one in your uh, Christian indie radio sometime soon. You guys are getting way off topic. I know yeah, that. but let me ask you a question, Brady. You know, what, what I had to weigh in on it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> was there, you know, we talk, we've always talked about this, but was there a, when you were growing up as a little child, was there really a station that you truly enjoyed that you wish had come back again? I've, I'm convinced you can never go home. I, I mean, we had WNAP here in Indianapolis. They were great. I mean, CFL, I loved CFL in Chicago. I loved SAI in Cincinnati, uh, LS, uh, ABC at night. I used to be amazed that. In 64 and 65, I could be listening to Cousin Brucey on a transistor radio in Indianapolis. So, uh-huh. But I, I just don't think, you know, they, they try to bring these stations back, and you can't really do it. Well, not today. But, you, but in, unless some consultant says, hey, I got a good idea. Why don't we go back to what it sounded like in the 50s or early 60s? And that's a new uh-huh. thing. But that's not going to happen. You know, I, get, no. I know we're getting close here to, uh, to uh, let's see. Um, no, we got a few minutes to talk here. But I was just going to say, Bernie, you're so right. You can't bring it back. Talk about Cousin Brucey. He's going to be winning uh, an award from the guy who produces uh, Talkers Magazine as a personality of, the, of, of a lifetime. He's 83 years old. He's still doing it. It's hard to believe that he's still doing it. He's on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. And even to this day, when you think about Cousin Brucey, people still see him as Cousin Brucey. And yet he certainly has changed and he certainly has matured or gotten, you know, changed over the years. But people still see that persona that he adopted at WABC and even before that at WINS in New York and when he worked in Miami, Florida as well. People people just it's, – it's amazing that, that radio announcers like him are still going strong. It's, 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 oh, yeah. It, I, I really enjoyed uh, Cousin Brucey listening to him when I was a kid. But because I was also uh, – I always liked the underdog, Bernie. I, I was a WINS listener when they were rock because I in top 40. Because I enjoyed that radio station. But when they went to all news, my dad said to me, I remember he goes, eh, we got this all news station. It'll never work. And I yeah. said, you know what? It's going to work. <laughs> but this was, remember, you yeah. got to understand, this was April 19th, 1965. And I said, he said to me, it's never going to work. So, yeah. does anyone want to try the top so, five oldies? Your top five all time favorite oldies? Go ahead. My, it is still in the night by the five satins. Oh, yeah. Bernie, you got to throw in one or two. I, you know what? I, uh, when people ask me that, I'm at a loss. I, I am too. So There's just so many great songs, but yeah, I, I just can't. I can't name five. Like I think, album wise, to me, Sergeant Pepper's the best album ever, and I think Who's Next by the Who is right up there too. But boy, the top five, my favorite five songs, I just could never do it. Did you ever do yeah. any of those 500 indie countdowns? Uh, oh, we used to do them. And and, and how did you do the research? How did they? How did they come up with the songs? Well, in theory, (laughs) (laughs) they they took votes in theory. 
Uh, but you know how that goes. There is no way in the world you can actually take votes, especially in the early 80s when you didn't really have the computer stuff to do it, and have people mailing in cards and calling yeah. in. And it, it Finally, you just had to go, okay, it looks like uh, ooh, this is number one again. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah. Well, yeah, we like did one of those around a conference room it. table. That's yeah, why it's I like asked. a WCBS oh. FM. It was always whenever they did their top five hundred. It was always the in the still of the night was like number one by the Five Satins. I mean, it, that's such a, oh. such a New York oriented type song. It was always number one. But uh, I don't even I don't even know if I could say my favorite. Yeah. I, go ahead, Sean, because we're gonna get going here very very shortly. Okay, I was gonna say um, that reminds me of another one real quick. Like what you talked about the you know your five hundred in in series is. All right, how many, as we all remember, of course, back at the top 40 stations, especially in the 80s, 80s and even in the 90s, you had your top five at nine, the top 10 at nine, and nine at nine, eight at eight, whatever, and it was supposed to be all the kids with their requests. How many of those were really actually those kids calling in, requesting, and voting, and how many DJs actually counted the votes on that? Those are probably a little set up, too, weren't they, I would say? I, I would think they had to be. Yeah, I'm sure. You know what, guys? I think it's but time. You for know us what? To... There was no, there was no harm in it, really. It, it, no, that's liked true. It, you know. Yeah, we did that for a while. I mean, there's something to it. There's just not enough data, as Bernie said. There are a few people that give their input, and it did sway it a little bit. But you still, ultimately, the DJ had to come up with their own. What about the thing oh, with we, the, so, uh, the, under the Bill Drake format where they had the champion and the challenger? And they I was just going to say that. I was other. just going to say that. And it's hard to win two or three times. And who, how many people were calling? Maybe 10 or 15 people just kept calling up because they were playing with it because they were kids and they're 14 and they got the phone, you know? Right, right. And they, and they could they vote over, break over it. again. That's right. You know, I'm looking um, at the clock on the wall. Quick. Oh, go ahead, Bernie. Real, real quick. The, the first year we did a top 500 contest on Memorial Day weekend, we were scrambling when it started. <laughs> we were still trying to fill in some gaps when it started. So it, it's pretty crazy. 500 songs is a lot of songs. We never picked a 432. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, that's see, true. now you could just pull Google. 423 were the same song. <laughs> that's true. Hey, you know, we got to get going. So I'm going to tell you, Dave, we're going to do the classic air check and the closing theme. I got to say thank you all very, very much for your, your guys' help. I didn't believe we could do it. I, we didn't, I didn't think we had enough material to, to fill up an hour and a half, but we certainly have. Well, guys, with all this talking, I, I don't see what that, the problem even would be. That's I mean, true. Really, yeah, that's yeah true. remember, you have a bunch of talkers here. That's true. <laughs> you well, got so that. why don't we yeah. leave, Talk radio the, is still alive here on The Legend. That's for that's sure. That's true. So as the ham radio operators would say, 73s to everybody, 88s to the families and wives and everyone out there, and we'll catch you all next week on All Things Radio Live. Catch you all later. Go ahead, Dave. This week, we're traveling to Toronto, Ontario, and we're going to listen to radio station CFTR AM on June 5th, 1993. The station at that time was a top 40 radio station. However, that was coming to a quick end as the station would ultimately drop its top 40 format in favor of an all-news format known as 680 News, and it's still an all-news format today. Let's hear the story of CFTR as they count down the top 500 hits of all time on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live.
down the top 500 songs of the past 25 years. At song number 500, The Starship, and We Built This City. Song number 499 was Michael Jackson, and I Just Can't Stop Loving You. On the top 500, number 498 was Corey Hart and Spot You in a Coal Mine. Hart and Crazy on You was song number 497. At 496 was El DeBarge and Who's Johnny? And Love is the Answer by England Dan and John Ford Coley was number 495. This is the CFTR story. In just a few days, you'll hear a brand new kind of radio station never heard in Toronto. Its name is 680 News, because all we provide is news. No recipes, no lost cats, and definitely no self-indulgent talk shows. Just news, weather, traffic, sports, and business information. You'll be up to date in just 20 minutes. And after one 20-minute news cycle ends, another begins, complete with an updated look at your world. Keep listening. It's coming. 680 News. 20 minutes of news every 20 minutes. The countdown continues to Toronto's newest radio station, 680 News. All news, all the time. Coming Monday at 6 a.m. And now the CFTR story continues. songs of the past 25 years. This is the CFTR story. of the past 25 years. Song number 494 was Corey Hart with Sunglasses at Night. At 493, Annie Lennox walking on broken glass. Gordon Lightfoot and If You Could Read My Mind was song number 492. At 491, Concrete Blonde and the hit Joey. And The Eyes of a Stranger by the Paolas was song number 490. This is the CFTR story. You have better things to do than wait for the news. You need to know what's happening in a hurry. Beginning Monday morning, a brand new radio station will sign on. Its name, 680 News, right here at 680 on your AM dial. 680 News will redefine the term full-service radio station. News, weather, traffic, sports, and business information. Continuous, reliable, and credible. You'll get it all right here. 680 News. 20 minutes of news every 20 minutes. This is Dave Neckel with some questions you should be asking yourself. Why did I buy a million pounds of pork back ribs, and what ridiculously low price am I going to sell them at? What's the lowest price that you've ever seen on a dealkalized beer beverage? 
What exactly is Italian salsa? Where did the recipe for the sensational new President's Choice Key Lime Pie come from? Why did I call my two new President's Choice barbecue sauces, Dallas Meets Singapore and Kansas City Meets Hong Kong? What's the new ice cream flavor that I've created for you this summer, and could it have anything to do with peanut butter and chocolate fudge crackle? Why did I buy 300,000 maritime lobsters for my insider's report, and do I know something about the price that you don't? Why would anybody be crazy enough to call a barbecue marinade and sauce the timid jerk? You'll find the answers to these questions in Dave Nichols' new Barbecue Insider's Report. Look for it in your weekend newspaper or pick up a copy at Better Supermarkets across Ontario. I'm Peter Gross from the Bat Genuine Draft. Where you are is where it's at. Pretty amazing Michael Jordan getting 54 points in a playoff game A and Charles Barkley a career-high 43 points against Seattle now. Not to indict these fine young superstars of hoops, but it's unlikely Jordan or Barkley will ever come close to what Will Chamberlain did on March 2nd, 1962. He sunk 36 baskets and made 28 free throws. That adds up to the NBA record 100 points in a game. In fact, it's the sports record considered least likely to be broken by anyone. It's surprising that after putting down 100 points in one game that Will Chamberlain even had the energy to, uh, um, well, you know, write a book. I'm Peter Gross. A polygon is a plane figure with many sides and angles. A pentagon, for example, has five sides, while a candle Labatt Genuine Draft has 30 sides, making it a 30-gon. Thus, 24 cans of Labatt Genuine Draft is a 2-4-30-gon or a 720-gon. An empty can of Labatt Genuine Draft is called simply an all-gone. The fresh, sweet taste of draft in a can. Cold, filtered Labatt Genuine Draft. The 30-sider. Because where you are is where it's at. The Dairy Bureau of Canada presents classic Canadian butter recipe number 14, mashed potatoes. First, get some potatoes. Your quantities may vary. Get them boiling. Now mash. Oh, hot lips, Hawkeye radar. Great show, huh? Oh, you betcha. Add some delicious creamery butter. Mm. Just inhale that aroma from the fluffy steaming spuds, then dig into the dairy delight cascading down your silky taters like liquid sunshine. Now dive into your piping hot buttery dream. Dive, dive! Doesn't butter sound good? Labat Ice Beer has arrived. This is not just a beer with the word ice in its name. This is a beer created by a truly new way of brewing. Ice brewing. Labat Ice Beer. A smooth, strong beer. It's real. It's the only one. Believe it. Are you tired of big malls and big prices? Then head to Brampton's largest flea market, the fabulous flea market. They have over 400 vendors and over 50,000 square feet of bargains with a full indoor food court and a huge outdoor farmer's market. It's no frill shopping at its very best. And remember, admission and parking are always free. Do you need a better reason for shopping at the fabulous flea market? Open every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Located on Dixie Road, one block south of Steeles Avenue in Brampton. It's worth the drive. They roamed the planet 60 million years ago. They walked with thunder. The dinosaurs, they're alive again. And people are running to McDonald's for the Jurassic Park meat. A triple cheeseburger with three all-beef patties and two slices of processed cheese. Medium fries and a medium soft drink in one of six free Jurassic Park collectors. But hurry, this deal won't be around forever.
Countdown continues to Toronto's newest radio station, 680 News. All news, all the time. Coming Monday at 6 a.m. And now the CFTR story continues. FTR story. 25 years of hits. Counting down the top 500 songs of the past 25 years. In music, this is the CFTR story. down the top 500 songs of the past 25 years. Notorious by Loverboy was number 489. Love and Rockets and So Alive was song number 488. At 487 was Paul Jans and Believe in Me. Song number 486 was Howard Jones and Everlasting Love. On the top 500, number 485 was Brian Adams, and the best was yet to come. At 484 was Amy Grant and Every Heartbeat. Chilliwack and My Girl Gone, Gone, Gone was song number 483. And Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes was number 482. This is the CFTR story. You're a few days away from a very exciting radio station. It's 680 News, Toronto's first user-friendly news service. Every 20 minutes, we begin a news cycle that brings you up to date in news, weather, sports, business information, and traffic conditions. Every 20 minutes. It's the news station for people who don't have all day to listen to the news. The name is 680 News. 20 minutes of news every 20 minutes. Michael J. Fox started his career as a child actor in the hit TV series Family Ties. In the new comedy Life with Mikey from Touchstone Pictures, Fox plays a former child star who works at an agency for kids without any talent and tells us working with his young cast was a blast. The kids are really fun and they're really honest and, and if they're really enjoying themselves, it's infectious. If you approach kids on an equal level, the rewards are, are, are really great. Life with Mikey is now playing. Over at Hollywood Pictures, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo play two of the most famous plumbers in the world in Super Mario Brothers. Answering a call for help, the two wind up in an incredible reptile dimension where they battle a crazed lizard king played by Dennis Hopper and his eight-foot-tall Goombas. You know how Hungarians make goulash? Goomba is not a food. It's an intimidation. Super Mario Brothers is now playing for Movie News. I'm Lori Lerner. Winning $100,000 sounds cool to you. Then check out the Coca-Cola Always a Winner Contest at participating Food City stores. It's gonna be a party, gonna be fun. Collect the letters to spell Coca-Cola under the tabs of specially marked cans of Coca-Cola Classic. And you could win one of eight $100,000 prizes. It's gonna be some fun, cause it's always a of chances to win two, five, and ten dollar cash prizes instantly. There's even bonus Coca-Cola Classic product to be won, and much, much more. The Coca-Cola Always a Winner Contest, with twelve million dollars in prizes available to be won. Look for specially marked cans at participating Food City stores today.
I walk into my local Max, buy a fountain drink, they give me a card. I scratch, I win. Cool. The guy looks at me and says, Always. Whenever you buy any size fountain or froster drink at Max, you can play Always Cool Scratch and Win. You can instantly win one of over a million prizes. Always Cool Coca-Cola t-shirts, ball caps, stickers, Reese's Crunchy Peanut Butter Cups, Peanut Butter O'Henry Bars, or coupons for Duracell batteries. Details in store. Always Cool. Always Coke at Max. Using ice crystals, Labat has entered a new age of brewing. Ice brewing. Ice brewing chews the beer until glittering crystals of pure ice appear. When they are removed, Labat ice beer is born. A smooth, strong beer, uniquely rich in taste, yet uniquely easy to drink. Ultimately, the truth is clear as crystal. If it's not ice brewed, it's not ice beer. The countdown continues to Toronto's newest radio station, 680 News. All news, all the time. Coming Monday at 6 a.m. And now, the CFTR story continues. of the past 25 years. This is the CFTR story. Counting down the top 500 songs of the past 25 years. Number 481 was Alana Miles and Still Got This Thing. B-52s and Love Shack was song number 480. Well, there you go. The CFTR story is heard on June 5th, 1993. And as I said earlier, CFTR is a very successful all-news radio station owned and operated by Rogers. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the podcast, why don't let me know about it by email or by voicemail. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.